you know, they know me from a different, a different right. social circle. So of course they have me as, you know, this model and I'm going to kind of be my friend. I'm like, well, yeah, bitch, I was a sex worker and I'm here right with you guys where you're at. So what are we talking about? <laughs> Thank you for joining us for another episode of On the Horizon, a podcast about what's on the horizon for sex workers and how to navigate it. I'm Melrose Michaels, and you can find me at Melrose Michaels on social and melrosemichaels.com. And I'm Lotus Lane, and you can find me on all social media at It's Lotus Lane, which is spelled I-T-S-L-O-T-U-S-L-A-I-N. Also, just a reminder, if you're enjoying the podcast on Apple to please leave us a five-star review that really helps us grow on the podcast and better share the information with our guests on the sex work community as a whole. Who misses free and affordable ads without the anti-sex work rhetoric? Assembly 4 is a team of sex workers and technologists from Melbourne, Australia, aiming to bring back free and fair advertising to the sex work community. They also give back to organizations based in harm reduction, sex work, and education, stepping away from the clunky design of traditional platforms. Their platform, Tris.link, is a refreshing and well-needed change in both presentation and mission. It's free to join and open to all. In the words of an A4 user, from the policies to the language to the advice and tips, it makes such a big difference to feel supported and encouraged instead of policed. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to On the Horizon podcast. I am Lotus Lane, and I'm here with my co-host, Melrose Michaels. And we're here with our very extra special guest, my dear friend, Natasha Dreams. The beautiful, lovely goddess is here to talk with us today to debunk the very outdated and whack myth that people only do sex work and get into porn as a last resort. Um, there's nothing else that we know how to do. Uh, we're dumb sluts. So obviously using our body is the only way we know how to make money and the only way we can survive. But you, my friend, are a very good example of how that's not true. So please introduce everybody to who you are and a little bit of your origin stories and background. Everybody, I am Natasha Dreams, and I have an annoying dog next to me, so you'll see me look at every once in a while. But um, I'm Natasha Dreams. Um, I've been in the industry, adult industry now, since for like 16 years. I'm not currently active in the industry, but um, I've also been a model also for like my adult life, so I've always went back and forth to like all the occupations well not even between model and let's keep it frank all the occupations that i could obtain for survival and enjoyment as well yes love it love it yes so to get into it um let's talk about how people say there's like easy money here and that's pretty much like all there is and the reason why we do what we do. Um, can you talk a little bit about how maybe it hasn't been so easy and your 16 year career is not um, been just based out of like things being handed to you because it's just so easy making money here? 
Yeah, so I originally got into the industry because I literally fell into my lap and it was a good means for a good amount of money to like make moves and transitions, etc. But and the beginning of it all is because I'm horny. I'm horny bitch. <laughs> and I like sex. So I'm like, hey, like, and my for point taken, the first porn I did was with the guy that I was dating at the time. So it was like me and him would have sex like three or four times a day, literally. Yeah. And so I'm like, hey, like, you know, we're doing this. We might as well like get some money out of it. Yeah. So when they approached it, they went and they approached me, I'm like, wow, like it wasn't like a bad idea because I'm like, well, first of all, who am I going to do it with? And and then it's like, they're like, oh, do you have somebody in mind? And I was like, you know, it's a perfect timing. Like this is the person I've been having sex with the past few years. You know what I mean? Like, it's like nothing. But, you know, having sex with a person in your house intimately is totally different than having sex with a camera an inch away from your genitals. So it, it, the, with that being said, the first scene, I wasn't comfortable. I was very nervous. You know, it's a strange guy in the room, maybe two pe- strange people and where we are at. And I remember in the beginning, it was just that. Like, I did it because I'm like, okay, there's hot people that I want to fuck. And we can fuck and we can get money off of it. Like, it's a win-win situation. Like, I'm doing it. So in the beginning, it was that. And I would be like, okay, like, who am I working with? Oh, this person, I'll look them up. Like, who have they worked with or not worked with? And I'm like, okay, yes. Like, yes, let's do this. So fast forward, like, in the, like, middle of my career, like, when it started to get more commercial, then it got the on flood of, like, the water down of the talent. And of course, as one of the main stars, like you're forced, I'm going to keep it honest, you're forced to sleep with these people that you would never sleep with on a daily basis. So you have to like, you have to act your ass off literally for a check. Right. And, and, you know, luckily I got lucky because I got in at a time there were no black performers so I became that performer and with that also comes the stigma of like you know big companies opening and starting shooting and you know they'll shoot all of your friends that are not of color and you're like oh okay you know wow like there's this new trend site and they're not and then of course they'll come around and they'll have to shoot you because I'm sure the fans or politics or whatever and I'm just like Hmm. It's not a good feeling. I will say that it's not a good feeling to be the token of anything. You know, you don't want to be the only one in the room. So with that being said, I've my whole career, I've been the only one in the room and I've had to carry the weight and carry the roles of black trans performers literally on my shoulders. The only one I had to play out everyone's fantasy and none of those fantasies were my fantasies. The majority of them, maybe 60% of them were not my fantasies, 40% maybe. So yeah, that's the complications that comes with the industry. Like I was, I literally felt like I sold my soul because I was putting my face and my image. This is way before I was like really hard in the modeling, you know, and on these horrible 
covers and names and titles to describe us and websites. But like, you know, I didn't think of it because, you know, my skin was already thick and I'm already dealing with enough pressure from society, living my life as who I am, that I didn't think of it. It was just my survival. But to think back of it, I'm like, I cringe. Like someone's like, oh, like what's the first movie you ever met? And I don't even want to tell you the name of it because I don't want you know that that was my first movie right we've come a long way from those times i'm sure yes yes we have so i love to see that evolve there's a lot of positives and negatives of the evolution of the industry i don't like how you know we can't reach out to each other if we need questions about like a, a new company that just popped up because apparently like in my time, when I started, people can just act like they have a production and call you up and book you and you do a scene and you never see the scene. Yeah. Wow. Scenes I've tried, I've never seen them ever. And I'm like, how is this possible? You know what yeah. I mean? And, and, and it's because it got so watered down. And so like the, before we were, we were as close-knit of maybe like 10 trans performers and we had each other's number. We always hung out. We worked together. We elevated each other. We lived together. But the onslaught is just like, honey, everyone for the stuff out here. <laughs> yeah. Right. Wow. That's it's it's interesting to hear you say too, like because your experience is so interesting on the set on the modeling side too. So like you have you've had positive experiences in mainstream porn, but then you also are so open and honest about like, it hasn't been all rainbows and sunshines. And I feel like so many people listening are going to find comfort in that because there's a lot of people that come into the industry, even on the OnlyFans, like adult content creator side who are like, you know, I did this and now I'm ashamed of it. And, or I feel like I'll never get these other opportunities. And you're just like a huge testament to that not being the case. Yeah. I got lucky. I, I, I got lucky and I'm blessed, but I just, at the end of the day, I just didn't um, deny anything like you. I, I owned up to it. And, and, you know, I put it actually when they try to bring it to me, I say, you know, like, where were you when I had to survive? Like, how can you judge me? Have you helped anybody of trans experience? Have you helped anybody of color experience? You're quick to pass judgment on a person. But luckily, I've never had, knock on wood, like, that confrontation yet, but I'm prepared for it. And let me tell you, like, I don't want anybody to come at me sideways about what I did to survive. I'd be damned. And if they do, I'm going to make it be known that they did that to me for making me, shaming me for surviving. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. I love that. Um, one, another thing I want to get into is with your mainstream modeling career now, like how did you get start into that and how has that, um, career impacted, um, or not your adult industry career? So I got started in modeling like early in my transition and, you know, I was very I was always very slim and slender and tall. And everyone will always say, oh, you should be a model. You should be a model. And I, I didn't think anything of it. I idolized, you know, the models of the 90s. And it wasn't until one day, like, I was hanging out. I would end up working in nightclubs. I was, like, a nightclub personality. And I was hanging out with all these club kids at the time, <laughs> underage partying, you know. And 
I was actually like, then I ended up meeting like the models that I like idolize and seeing like how like friends open they were and idolize and like everybody worshiped them and they were so nice and sweet and approachable, but like so strikingly beautiful at the same time. I'm like, wow, like this is amazing. I never thought that that would be me. You know, I just idolized them. My focus at that time was my transition and finding who I was and being comfortable in my skin. So I went through that journey. That was my focus for like the first like four or five years of my transition, just finding my identity and my look and how I wanted to present myself to make make the outside match the inside, you know? And um, then one day I was like hanging out at the store, like the fields, and they're like, hey, Dominique, like, you know, you want to do a fashion show? And I'm like, sure, like... You got some money for me because I'm hungry. Like, you know what I mean? I'm 19 years old. I came here with $500 in New York. Like, I'm eating a dollar pizza every day. Like, what do you have for me? And I went and I, they were like, yes, we we can do this and you get an outfit and this. I'm like, sign me up. And they're like, okay. So, like, you know, I've told this story so many times. They're like, you know, one condition. I'm like, sure. They're like, well, it's at the ice skating rink. And I'm like, okay. They're like, can you ice skate? I'm like, got you <laughs> you know how to ice skate i did know how to ice skate wow, because, that's because growing up in california you know there's not really much to do and my mother didn't want me like hanging out in the neighborhood and getting into trouble so she always signed me up with my neighbor to do extracurricular activities and one of them was figure skating Oh, cool. and I was so good at figure skating that I almost went to like compete professionally but what happened I was better than my neighbors so we ended up switching to another sport which was bowling that I'm also amazing at but she was better at me so we continued to do that it's a fun fact but always growing up I've always been athletic and sports and because it was either that or like get in the gang or do a lot of drugs and I'm like okay let's do something else yeah so I've always rollerbladed, skateboarding, surfing, tennis, volleyball, like you name it, swimming, you name it, like it's my shit, which is people wouldn't believe that in me. I love that. I don't understand why people don't think that I would be into the things. But um, they're like, yeah, you want to do this show? And it was a huge show. I want to find this. I'm going to look for this one day. It was like on the newspaper, front page of the newspaper at the time was this, was, you know, and then it was just like these scouts there and they're like, oh my God, like, who are you? Blah, 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 where are you from? And like, I'm from San Diego. Like, you know, they're like, come into my agency. Like, you know, yes. And I'm like, okay. They're like, come to the agency. And they're like, okay, so, you know, blah, 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 blah. Here you go. We're sending you to Milan next week. Yay. Wow. Literally. And I'm like, no Italian nothing no experience you know I've watched and seen and idolized a little bit but I didn't have any experience and then I started like I got into it modeling in Europe but then I still had like the mentality of like a sex worker survivor so like I wanted to enhance and also I was was, like confusing my identity so I wanted to like enhance my body to like be more sexy and like attract more men because that was my insecurities at the time 
And so I enhanced my body so much, like with my breasts and plants and everything that then I fell out. This is, I'm trying to see how it got into porn. So I did modeling, went to Europe, met this rich guy, like almost got married with him, did like the shows, D squared, like all this shit, almost got sex trafficked, came back. And then I'm like, okay, like this is fun, but like, you know, I don't feel comfortable. So I, I want to feel sexy. I want to feel like, you know, breasts and plants and, you know, so I got my, did my work that I had to do. And then when I came back from doing my work, like the fashion of like big breasts, like I didn't fit any of the clothes and I was really small on the bottom, but on the top, I was really happy. And it was in, in style at the moment. It was like very playboy. Yeah. It wasn't fashion. So I'm like, shoot. So then I stopped working. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm not working. Like I was working a lot in shows and this and then, then I'm not doing anything. I'm like, well, you know, then that's when like they approached me to do the, I was in a relationship and then that's when they approached me to do movies. And I'm like, well, if this industry doesn't want me, here's one that does. Oh, wow. That's a wild story. Yeah. And then I like jumped into the porn industry. Wow. Like, cool awesome. life story. Is that yeah. crazy? You need a Lifetime movie. Yeah. No. We need the Natasha Dreams, the real story. I'm working on the book. On the book. I want to do a Ooh. book. Okay. Well, that's, that's the first step. That's the first yeah. step. Yeah. I want to make a book. Yes. Love definitely that. buying and reading. So with then you, when you get into adult, did you find that like when you were going into adult, did you feel like your modeling days were behind you or were you confident like you can do both? Like you never felt like you were sacrificing one for the other? So, so one of the things about the modeling is when I was modeling at 19, 20, 21, like I, no one knew I was fans. It was like the biggest secret. So I literally had to deny myself, you know, and, and even dating and interactions and working. And it was very frustrating, you know. So then when I found porn and it, it was, you know, they embraced me, I was like, okay, like I can do this. You know, modeling, I have to deny who I am and it's very complicated. And I, so that's when I like kind of put it in the back burner and I was like, okay, this genre is letting me flourish, you know, and let me be who I am and appreciating myself, even though they're fetishizing me. But at the same time, I can explore my, get comfortable in my skin and my sexuality. So I just dived into, into the porn industry. I love that. I love that you said it that way too, that it gave you the opportunity to explore and to flourish. Cause like, that was my experience too. It's like all the things you deny yourself because the world tells you it's not okay. And then someone gives you a little bit of like, eh, fuck it. And you're just like, all right, well, here we go. <laughs> yeah, like, let's go. You know, I got to meet so many amazing people and yeah, explore my body and my sexuality and my kinks, which was amazing because I'm all, I've always been sexually open, but like, you know, to having to be in a controlled setting, you know, you're a lot at, more at ease. Yeah. 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 So one of the things that's really wonderful too about you that I know is that you have been able to return to modeling um, recently. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I don't know if people know this, but they have, they can catch you on shows such as Pose, FX, which is like groundbreaking. Mm -hmm. um, you were also on a couple of the competitive, like modeling, designing shows. Um, I can't remember all of the names, but like the 
Project Runway type shows, the making of fashion. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Next fashion. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Tell us about, um, yeah, your foray now into TV and modeling. Yeah. So how that happened is I was like, and dibble dabbling in and out of porn. I'm living in Europe at the time and I'm in a relationship with a um, Chilean man who I adore still. I, I was long with him for like five years. And like the three year mark, also the trend happened like in Europe too. Like I was a trend to be like sexy and pretty and voluptuous and I was booking a lot. And then they like switched over to skinny Euro you know, anorexic and I wasn't working. So, you know, luckily my boyfriend at the time was working and he was handling the household. But like, you know, first of person like me who's used to always being on my own and living, I left home when I was like 15, you know, it was weird for me to have him have that weight. So I remember I'm just sitting there and at home and, you know, on social media at this point. And I'm like, I saw like this magazine, candy magazine, and it had about like six of my girlfriends on the cover, like my closest friends, like I've known for years, like my, my blood, you know? And I'm like, like just a light bulb came into my head. I'm like, okay, now is the time where I can go into this industry and be celebrated and appreciated. And I just looked at my boyfriend and I said, babe, I have to go. Like, I have to go back to the United States. Like, this is the time. Like, now I've gathered all of this experience. You know what I mean? My head is right. You know, I know the game. I know the ins and outs. I know the goods and the bads. I'm like, I'm smarter. Like, I've lived in Europe. I speak more languages now. Like, let's go. This is the time. So I literally... Um, there was an agency that was having a TV show and it's called Slay Models. They had a TV show. And I was like auditioning for this agency. I'm like, yes, a trans agency, even better. Like, you know what I mean? They understand what I'm going through. And I applied and I applied and I applied and they passed on me. They passed on me, I think twice. And it just kept applying and I kept applying. And then they're like, yeah, come into this, like go see that we're going to film it for our TV show so you can sign or whatever you have to sign whatever and I'm like okay and I went and I filmed the TV show I didn't end up on the TV show but I ended up in that agency and through I was in that agency for six years and then that's how like my career just like took off because it was just like the right time at the right right moment at the right time and then like I got with that agency and I was yeah I was with them for six years and I was like one of the hot paying I was a highest paid like working model on the agency and it was weird because it was just automatically a shift it's always been like a shift like you know when the fat trends shift the time shift the work shifts I shift <laughs> like I yeah. love that I love that you're aware of that like that the only time that in my career where I felt that kind of like a major trend shift that I was attentive to, I'm sure I've missed a thousand others, but <laughs> when I was in like the premium snap or sorry, the webcam space going into premium Snapchat, I was like, why is no one logging on to webcam anymore? Where's my audience? Why are they not here? And like, I'm here and, and I'm consistent. Like, what's the problem? And I'm like, Oh, everyone's looking at phones now. They're not looking at computers. So I was like, okay, how do I get on a phone? And then it's like, Oh, get on Snapchat. Like people are doing Snapchat. So I think like, while yeah, like, right time right place for sure you also have to be like aware that like the tide is changing so i love that you said that yeah so then i i just got with that agency and i just like put my mind i was like okay i'm gonna do this now i'm gonna be the best that i can be 
I'm going to be a good representation for girls like me, you know what I mean? Who came from where I came from. And that's what was in my head. Like nobody's going to stop me. And no one can stop you. You're incredible. Um, what are the recent couple of campaigns that you've worked on? So after that, I left the, I ended up getting with that agency for years. I got with a new agency here in New York and through that agency that had more New York uh, connects, I ended up doing the Pierre Moss show, which was like the first black couture show since 1970s. And then, yeah, with all black designers as the creations. And then I just did the Calvin Klein pride campaign this last year, this year. And then it's so crazy, like through all this, like moving agencies and just my motivation, like I got signed by like one of the best agencies in the world right now, which is like flabbergasting to me. I'm just like, wow. And it just goes to show you, like, if you you know how many no's I had and how many people tell me like, oh, you know, you got to slim down your hips. You know, and it's funny, no one's ever like in modeling, thank God, no one's ever came at me sideways about the adult because I guess it's like the unsaid thing. Really? Interesting. Yeah, people know, but they just don't say anything about it. They don't say anything about it. I don't say anything about it. It's clear as day. It's out there, you know. Right. You it's not like you look different. Yeah. yeah. Black trans on your search. Boom, I'm there. I did a magazine, Richardson Magazine. It's 18 pages of me telling my story of who I am and how Natasha came about. You can buy it at the Snoop Sand. Like, it's there. I can't do more work for you. Like, if you don't do your diligence. Yeah. Right. You're no longer in hiding about who you are. After Richardson Magazine, no, because it, it's there. I said it, you know what I mean? You can't act like I didn't, den- I denied it. I can't act like, you know, I didn't act like, oh, me? No, like, it's there. You you saw the picture. Everybody saw the picture. You love the picture. There's a little bit more behind the picture. But since people are too lazy to go behind the picture, that's on them. Yeah, it's funny. You're like such an inspiration because the, my backstory when I was I was like child modeling, like go at like this little commercial like toothpaste smiley girl uh, from like twelve on up. And I remember when I told my brother that I was getting into adult, his re- his reaction like very reactionary like commentary was like I always thought that you would make it as a real model, so it's like really upsetting that you would do this. And that really, it hurt me at the time, but I understand that, you know, brother, family, they, they want to protect you, all these things. But like now being an adult, especially in this moment in adult where like there is a wider acceptance because of the boom and all of this, like, I don't feel like I've had to sacrifice. Like, I don't, I don't look at an opportunity and think like, I can't do that because I do this. Like, that's not really in my head anymore, but it was at one time for sure. Yeah, like, and, and you're a model regardless some people model with their clothes off some people model with their clothes on it's the same thing <laughs> yeah you are a real model because you're really doing it yeah <laughs> taking yeah. pictures and you're making videos in front of a camera you're a model yeah you know yeah. you're just in a different category and i just want to i guess i'm working to blur, blur those lines because it's funny to me how sex and everything in fashion sells a new body, a penis, a vagina. You know, people want to hire you because they want to fuck you. But then you talk about sex openly, like, oh, yeah, I'm sex worker. And everybody's like, oh, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Moron. I'm like, wait a minute. You were just telling me you wanted to fuck this model so you could put her in, but then you, a sex worker, you're clutching your pearls? Like, it doesn't make any sense. So I'm glad, like, I've been able to, you know, like, work my way in between both and and not, like, and come out unscathed. Yeah. I can't imagine the amount of people's lives you've influenced by the things you've been able to do, like to sit back and hear your story. And like your story has elements that anyone can relate to, but then also people who don't see themselves represented to look at you and be like, well, someone's done it. So I know it can be done now. Like that's, that's insane. That's so impactful. That's what I, that's why I do it for, you know, at this moment, like I want people to see that if I can do it, they can do it. Like whatever you want to do, whoever you want to be, if you put your mind to it and you have good energy and, you know, you're, you're, you clear up all your, all this negativity and all your things, look what happens. Like, you know what I mean? I would have never thought I would send a Calvin Klein campaign in a million years. Doing a, being a huge mainstream porn star with awards, like on every website, I never, ever in a million years. And it's funny, when it came out, I'm just like, okay, someone's going to be like, hey, that's, you know, who talked to you? And like, contact Calvin Klein and get it pulled, you know? I was waiting for that moment. Uh-huh. Like, for, it's just like that anticipation was the worst. That's the reality of what we live in, but this goes to show you how far we've came. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. I totally know what you mean about that. Like anticipating feeling like uh, of all the cards going to like fall underneath you, but I'm really glad that that's not the case and that you can be out and loud and proud about who you are, your past, and it's not being held against you. Um, that really goes to show that like society at large has a greater acceptance for sex workers. It seems then, than what would be perceived or what people that are in power positions want, want to be perceived. Um, mm-hmm. And I just think that your story is like so incredible. It's like a testament to like all of the BS that gets said about the adult, like the adult industry is the end of the line. Once you do porn, that's it. It's like you fall off a cliff in society and you can't come back and exist. Like, no, you, you also came back into a really competitive industry modeling and are doing way more than, even thought of before and is this something about wanting to now write a book too like <laughs> yeah well the thing about me here's the thing like when i was growing up and they asked you like what do you want to be i wanted to be a social worker okay. you know that i always wanted to give back because i came from a very troubled childhood this is my way of giving back because I'm giving, you know, people motivation and I'm open. I'm always open. Like I have conversations about sex work with, you know, anyone now, like, because, you know, you just have to have these conversations. Sex work is work. We don't, we're not, we don't have to live in a box anymore. One of the best sex workers in the world is blasted all over a huge campaigns like we have to get over the stigma and even today I was arguing with these people about a stigma because the company was telling me this guy that has a company said that you know he has a clothing company and he said con- Pornhub contacted him and they didn't want to do business with Pornhub and I'm like but why not as an ambassador of Pornhub before yeah. I'm like why not like you know we have to get rid of that stigma oh because we work with Disney and everything I was like but a company is a company oh but you know the child pornography I was like well do you have your facts on that yeah 
Yeah. yeah. That, that's the first thing that comes into your head. I said, if you have a website and I upload something, is that your fault that I uploaded it? I'm the bad person, you know? I mean, why am I, why would I blame you? It slipped through the cracks. There's so much fraud and things going on. Like sometimes, you know, stuff just slips through the cracks. I'm not saying that it's okay, but I don't think that they should be the blame for it. You know, he's like, yeah, we, we didn't want to work with them because then I'm like, we have to get rid of that stigma. And also then if they feel that way, they shouldn't be working with anything that has to do with Facebook or TikTok or Twitter or Reddit or. Because, right. The, if you're talking about like child, like porn or, you know, sexually, like whatever, CSAM being uploaded, it doesn't even happen as rampant on Pornhub as it does on all those other on Facebook, on Twitter. On, mm-hmm. I know I, I read an article about that. There's more child pornography on Facebook right. than on Pornhub. So what are we doing? But everybody's like, oh, yeah. But they place ads on Facebook, I'm sure. So to use that as an argument point, it's just moot. It just doesn't exist. It's wrong. And that's why I was there to combat it. I'm like, listen, you guys, you know, I'm a former sex worker. And they were like, really? Because, you know, they know me from a different different social circle. So, of course, they have me as, you know, this model. And I'm going to kind of be like, well, yeah, bitch, I was a sex worker. And I'm here right with you guys where you're at. So what are we talking about? <laughs> I love that. So I guess one of the questions I would love to ask you is what, with you being in the adult industry and still having this wildly successful career, what advice would you give to creators just getting into this space or into this industry that holds some of these old ideas that this is the end of the road or that this is a a decision that can't be undone in the way that like their career will be impacted? So my advice, my number one advice that I will say now that I've done it and like successfully or whatever, but let me tell you, it's been so rough. And I've lost a lot of people and like got into altercations with people who I love, just trying to protect myself from one side or the other. So my advice would be if anyone wants to, you know, I want to tell people to be who they want to be and do everything they want to do. But I also want to tell them to focus on one goal. Like I wish I would have had like the knowledge, like, you know, with the survival I had to do porn to you know, be able to be here, live in New York and get modeling. But I don't recommend it. Like, I remember if you have a passion for something and you want to do it, pick one and focus, raise a focus, mm-hmm. you know, and, and try to, like, keep all your energy in there and not somewhere else. So, like, for example, if you started porn and you wanted to become a model, like, you know, it's okay now that you did, but, like, focus on one or the other because my life was hell before I came out and told everybody like I was a sex worker. I'm telling you, my life was a living hell to try to keep everything separate. I'm living a double life and lying here and telling truths here. I don't recommend it at all. Yeah. It was not easy at all. So if something you want to do, if you're like a model, porn star, porn star, or if you want to do both, just, be aware that you're, it's not easy road and you're going to have a lot of pressure from both sides and be prepared mentally to deal with what that comes with. Yeah. It's not easy. I love that you said focus on one thing because right now, especially in this like 
social economic creator space. It's like, you have to have a podcast. You have to be on social. You have to have a vlog. You have to be on YouTube. You have to be a TikTok famous, like all of these things. So it constantly feels like you're not doing enough or not doing enough well. And I've definitely felt that pressure myself, but there was a, an entrepreneur told me once that not me. I, when I say me, I act like we're friends, but I watch him on YouTube. Um, he told me that a lot of the times, um, what we perceive as other opportunities that we should be taking advantage of are really just shiny distractions. Mm -hmm. So like that quote stuck with me. Cause I was like, you know, if I just did the one thing really well and didn't divide my time on all this other noise that I felt I had to do because other people, I feel other people think that of me, like how much further along on the mission would I be or the goal? You know, I love that you said that. Imagine doing all of that for two people constantly a day, like trying to maintain everybody's attention and relevant and two different personas and two different worlds. It was insane. So yeah, if I, like I said, I recommend like focus, put your eggs in one basket. If you want to be a model, you know, study modeling, live and breathe modeling, make friends with models and photographers and just focus on that. You know, I know you will have to do your survival and like everybody has to survive, but make it a pastime, something that you can jump in, get your money and then use it to fuel your dream. Because that's what I did. Yeah. I use that money to fuel my dream and also gain confidence and, you know, I'll get over rejection and a lot of traumas that I had. I used the sex industry. So now in porn like you know and, and fashion in front of a camera there's nothing that makes me uncomfortable you know what I mean what can make me more uncomfortable than having my asshole filmed <laughs> <laughs> easy to get over just being naked standing in front of a camera after that yeah yeah, yeah they tell you be sad be funny be this I'm like okay let's go this is a walk in the park <laughs> don't you tell me to do a power driver in the middle of a blackout we're okay <laughs> Oh, this is wonderful. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So now, much fun. Is there anything else that you feel would be important to share that to people that are, like are interested in your story or relate to your story that maybe we didn't ask you? I have a word of advice too for you know the up and coming people that want to like follow my footsteps and you know it's not easy. Like you know what I mean? Like like I said, you have to focus. You have to dedicate your time. That's diet that's exercise that's maintenance you know it's hair it's this it's old talks it's that it's not easy so when people see the success that i'm having you know this has been going on building up lately for probably the last 10 years you know it just wasn't overnight i'm like hey okay now i'm on calvin klein like i literally put in work so my suggestion is like you know like i said if you want to be something put your whole focus and don't let anybody tell you no. Cause if you really want to do it, you can achieve that. So I just want to leave with that and a positive note, you know, keep your head space, make sure you do your mental work, your physical work, your spiritual work. It's very important and it helps you stay aligned with the good and positivity to enhance your time here on this earth yeah. what a beautiful way to end i love that oh absolutely i know and i was just like mesmerized by your <laughs> you're talking I'm like oh my god 
I miss you. Everything you're doing is working because the the aura and the beauty comes through. Thank you so much. I, it's was very difficult to get here, you know, and I, I will say I did have to hit rock bottom to come up. So with that being said, yeah, if you feel like you're in a bad space and, you know, and if you don't see the, the end of the light, there's always the end of the light and stay strong, stay positive, do your work and the good blessings will come. I love that. Where can everyone find you on social and all of your, all of your sites, plug anything you want. <laughs> so I only have Twitter now because you guys know it's the worst. So it's uh, Natasha dreams X and my only fans is Natasha's dreamland. And yeah, you'll see me coming soon. Magazines and advertisements near you. wonderful way to end the, the, the episode and everything thank you so much for sitting with us Natasha this segment of today's episode is sponsored by sex.com one of the absolute best content creator platforms out there. It looks better than any other, has a higher level of security than any other, and boasts over 3 million unique visitors a day scrolling through viral looped adult short form videos. Sex.com is like, well, (laughs) sex itself. A lot of people do it. Some just do it much, much better than the others. Sex.com, if you're gonna do it, do it right. Thank you for joining us for another episode of On the Horizon, a podcast about what's on the horizon for sex workers and how to navigate it. I'm Melrose Michaels, and you can find me at Melrose Michaels on social and melrosemichaels.com. And I'm Lotus Lane, and you can find me on all social media at It's Lotus Lane, which is spelled I-T-S-L-O-T-U-S-L-A-I-N.